Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Happy Humans podcast, where we explore the fascinating world of human behavior, one topic at a time. My name's Ryan Foley. And for those of you who are returning, I would like to start with an apology. It's been over a month since our last episode, which ended essentially season one. I had uh, thought to have a small break, but unfortunately I came down with quite a severe sinus infection, which uh, took me out of business for a while there. I, I became a mouth breather. It was horrible to try to speak. I sounded terrible. It was just, it was horrifying for anybody who had to listen to me. So safety first, uh, for your benefit, I had to put off the podcast for just a little bit. But returning today with a fascinating topic, gut feelings, that intuition, those feelings we get that drive us to make decisions when we're not sure what to do or tells us something about our environment or the people that we're interacting with on an emotional level. Can you trust your gut feelings? And if so, when and to what degree? Perhaps you've had a similar experience to this. Many years ago, in my early 20s, I worked on a crew of pressmen on a large printing press. This thing was over 100 feet long, two stories high, and could print tens of thousands of magazines every hour. Uh, we would print project after project, day in and day out, but every couple of weeks, we would take a couple of days off from running. So we called this downtime, and it was time to, to do maintenance on the printing press and its associated machinery to, to clean the rollers and the, the many small parts within the printing units. And even though running the printing press under normal circumstances was a dangerous affair, downtime was also dangerous. There was always the threat of having your arm or hands sucked in between rollers as people slowly moved the rollers for cleaning purposes or to have large equipment dropped on you or to be splashed by dangerous chemicals. But on one particular day, I was working on the bottom level of the printing press, cleaning away, and all of a sudden, I had this strong feeling, this urge to move, to get out of the way. So I rolled over to my right, and just as I did it, a bottle of corrosive cleaning solvent fell from the top story where somebody had been working, hit the ground where I had been sitting, busted open the lid so that the cleaning solvent sprayed outward, thankfully not on me, before coming to rest about a meter away. Now, that, that was a shock. It, 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 you know, I didn't breathe for a second. My heart was racing. But after that initial shock, I started to think, oh, wow, that, that was pretty cool. I could have been hit by that. Well, I have some kind of a special ability here, a, a, another special sense, a spidey sense of some kind? Well, no, I didn't. I had a gut feeling, a strong intuition, and my subconscious mind, which had been paying attention to the environment around me, warned me that danger was approaching. No doubt you've had similar experiences in the, part where you, in the past where you've had this, this feeling to do something or to retreat from danger, and it was a good thing to do. But on the flip side, 
How many times have you heard somebody say uh, about a business opportunity, a relationship, or some other serious decision? Oh, I've got a good feeling about this. I'm going to go with my gut on this one. I, I feel like this is the way to go, only to have the decision blow up in their face. So when it comes to important decisions, ones that require some analysis, gut feelings may not be the most reliable guide. How would you feel about a judge who convicted someone to life in prison because of a gut feeling? Or if a doctor prescribed you medicine based on a gut feeling of what your sickness might be? For important decisions, gut feelings can give us a good place to start, but rarely would we rely on them solely. And that's because we know they just aren't always accurate. Gut feelings are really the result of what's called intuitive thinking. And it's, it's fast, it's automatic, and it happens on a subconscious level. Whereas analytical thinking, where our rational mind comes in, tends to be slower, right? It's logical, and it requires a deliberating on something before making a decision. Right? So intuitive thinking, or that, that comes from a, a gut feeling, it's really a, an emotional response. And emotions aren't just irrational feelings. They're program responses to how we feel the environment around us is affecting us, affecting our well-being, uh, plays into our goals and purposes. So when we talk about gut feelings, we're talking about this process of information processing that we've been doing our whole life you know one experience after another experience after another experience is forming this mental map of the world around us and how we feel about specific situations so that our brains can predict what might happen next and this is part of what scientists call a predictive processing framework you see, it's to our advantage to predict what might happen next so that we can protect ourselves or put ourselves in the best possible position to take advantage of something positive. Right? But because it happens on a subconscious level and it's based on our past experiences, it's not accurate all the time. Now, for things that we do every day, uh, it tends to be more accurate. Our feelings about people in close relationships um, or our experiences having to do with activities that we do every day or that are part of our uh, expertise, our gut feelings tend to be a little more reliable. But they're easily skewered. And one way they can be skewered is by stereotypes, how we were raised, uh, even our culture. In Australia, the indigenous people, the aborigines, uh, who have lived in the outback for thousands of years, uh, enjoy this wonderful bush tucker, this meal called a witchetty grub, which is a large, bulbous, white grub that can be uh, two, three inches long. It's typically found in the roots of certain shrubs or trees, and it's the larva of, of certain kinds of, of moths. It's a high source of protein, and apparently it tastes like almonds. In fact, you throw it on some coals, uh, grill it up a little bit, the skin peels up, it gets a little crunchy like chicken skin, and the inside takes the consistency 
uh, of, of the inside of, of an egg. And apparently it's a, a great meal. I've never had it, but how does it make you feel to think about biting in half uh, a larva and chomping down on it? It probably uh, makes you feel a little bit disgusted, right? strong emotions. But why is that? Because of the way you were raised and the food that you ate growing up. There's plenty of videos on YouTube that you can find showing toddlers and small children picking up, playing with insects, putting them in their mouths, and so on. So the disgust that you're feeling is a learned behavior. Probably as a child, any time you picked up an insect or anything that looked like it, your mum or dad would come up and say, yuck, put that down. And there'd be a sense of emergency and negative feeling associated with it. And time after time of that happening has ingrained in you an inner sense, an intuition or a gut feeling that eating a grub is a terrible idea. So our gut feelings can be molded. They, they can be formed by ideas that were reinforced time and time again growing up and as we go through life. And if those ideas that are reinforced uh, with emotions are incorrect or inaccurate, then obviously our gut feelings are going to reflect that inaccuracy. There are other times where our brain can misidentify a situation as being similar to something that we have experienced in the past, as a kind of false equivalency. And I'll give you an example here. Think about when you're interviewing somebody for a, a position at a company. Let's say that it's your responsibility to onboard somebody, to hire somebody who's perfect for a particular job. You want to hire a person that fits with the company culture and who matches the requirements of a specific job. You won't, for example, need someone who's an extrovert or very outgoing to take on an accounting role. But what happens time and time again when people conduct job interviews is they get a gut feeling about someone. They get a feeling, oh, this is a good person. This is a, the right person for the job. I just feel good about this person. But our brain is likely misidentifying what makes that person uh, so appealing? Right? Our brain might be thinking in terms of friendships. We know that certain kinds of people make great friends for us, uh, typically people with a very similar personality to us. But that doesn't necessarily mean that that's the kind of person that's right for the job. Right? So here's a situation where going into analytical thinking, making sure we're comparing that person and what they bring to the table with the actual requirements of the job and the culture of the company. One suggestion here might be to pick somebody who has the kind of personality traits that you want to see in that position conduct the job interview. So when they get that gut feeling, oh, I kind of like this person, it may be because that person is similar to them and thus has the traits that you would expect in someone that you would consider employing for that position. Our gut feelings, too, can be influenced or get hijacked or manipulated by people acting unscrupulously, like con men working the long game. They might act in a way that's very likable, so that you feel comfortable around them. You know, they're not acting like someone that you might imagine as being criminal. Uh, they will also ask for things that don't necessarily trigger an emotional response or do things that test you 
that don't trigger those gut feelings that might warn you. So they can create a positive pattern of experience with them. So later on, when they do ask for something that might otherwise give you a bad feeling, now that gut level warning has essentially been muted, turned down, or even turned completely off. So our gut feelings uh, are a way that our subconscious mind can communicate to us very quickly and very efficiently that something may be good or bad. It puts us in sort of a, the general ballpark for making a decision. Sometimes those decisions are at very low cost and they can be very helpful to us, particularly with everyday scenarios, things that we face all the time, but in new areas. Or if it's a decision that we have to make that could cost us, it could cost us in relationships, it could cost us in time, in money. You know, in these instances, it's important that we engage our analytical mind. We can start by acknowledging exactly what our gut feeling is. You know, what is this thing I'm feeling? And then asking, well, what evidence would it take to call this feeling into question? And if the evidence is clearly on a side in opposition to our gut feeling on these important decisions in life, then we might give that credence. Our gut feeling gives us a place to start. Our analytical mind allows us to investigate and achieve clarity before making a decision. So for now, thanks for following your gut and listening to this episode of Happy Humans. I'm Ryan Foley, and I'll see you in the next episode.